I'm excited uh, for a couple different reasons. I feel like I have a specific word from God today, and it's just been brewing like all week, and I couldn't wait to get it out, so I'm excited about that. Um, the second reason why I'm excited is I got some of my friends and family here, my Christian hip-hop brothers and sisters in Christ, and then my man, a uh, great man of God, Kelly, he came all the way from Middletown, so I'm excited about that. And um, so we're going to get started with prayer, and then we'll dig into the word. Amen. God, we thank you for being good. We thank you for being faithful, God. We thank you, God, for sitting high. But not only do you sit high, God, you're here with us right now, Lord God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, God. We ask that you would teach us today, Lord, that you would minister to us, God. We decrease, God, so that you may increase, God. And in that increase, we pray that you get the glory, God. We pray that you're high and lifted up, God. We pray that someone's specific uh, need will be ministered to today, God. We come here with expectation, Lord God, expecting to hear from you, God. And then once we hear from you, God, give us the wisdom to apply what we've heard, God. We're grateful, Lord, for all that you've done for us, God. We repent of anything we've said, done, or thought, God, that was out of your will, God, that was out of alignment, Lord. And we ask that you, God, will get the glory out of this sermon, Lord God. We thank you for this house, Lord God, a house, Lord, that has your heart, God. Lord, we honor you, we serve you, and we bless you. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray, amen. 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 So today we're going to be talking about, um, or the title of the sermon is going to be Living the Standard in a World Full of Darkness. Living the Standard in a World Full of Darkness. And how do we do this? How, how do we live the standard when it seems way easier to go the way of the world, or it seems easier to do things like the world does it. And why is this even important? Like why, what, like who even cares about standards anymore? Not, not that our, we, so we go to a church, thank God, that cares about the standard of God. It's, it's, it's like our focal point at this church. But in general, it's like who even cares about living standards anymore? We live in a darkened like, world, like a fallen world. And it seems like everything is going crazy. Things are out of order. Governments are out of order. The, um, our, our lives are out of order. Our houses are out of order. Families are out of order. It's, 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 it's just kind of chaotic out here. But I think that it's essential that we still continue to live the standard but how do we do this how do we do this and 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 I know for me like sometimes it seems easier to do things the way the world does it like I know I've, I've, I've gone through things I felt stressed out I felt anxiety I felt like all of these different things and it would seem like it's easier to go to the liquor store grab a bottle you know grab a bottle of Hennessy because if I, if I grab a bottle, I'll at least get a temporary um, suppression or a false sense of suppression that would allow me to feel better. But your word says to be sober-minded. Yeah. To be sober-minded, some of us like some of us know like weed man that we can call, but we have to stay sober-minded. Or you're in a relationship and um, you know you've been together a while, and it seems like it would be easier to just move in to have sex. We've already been together. We've already. We're, plan on getting married anyway, so why not just have sex now? But God is telling us, <laughs> but, but no, listen, listen, but God is telling us to still be pure. So how do we do that? Or around income tax season, 
you know, some of us got the hookup, some, some of us know people <laughs> that can tweak the numbers a little bit so we get back more back on our taxes. Yeah. But God, you want me to trust that you're my provider? And I don't see provision. That's hard to do sometimes. But we have to continue to live the standard. And why is this standard important? And how do we do this? Here's my first point. Uh, it's waiting is my weapon. It's good right there. Right. Waiting is my weapon. And the thing about waiting is, I know this point sucks. I didn't even want to write. Like, I know this point sucks. Why? Because none of us like waiting. We don't like waiting on anything. How many people, let's just quick survey, how many people like waiting on something? None of us. I've been wrong with anxiety, and you can, like, literally, you can literally pay extra. It's called a fast pass. You can pay extra to skip the line or skip a process. People are willing, and, and I've been that person, people are literally willing to pay extra just so that they can skip a process, right? And because they don't want to wait in the line with everybody else. And the thing is, I think some of this has crept into, like, marriages. That's why sometimes you can have microwave marriages. They call our generation a microwave generation. Maybe that's why we have microwave ministries. Because nobody wants to go through a process. And so waiting, what I found out in this text, does not mean to do nothing. Waiting is actually active. It, it, it means to, uh, waiting actually means in this text is to bind together. It's to bind together or to abide in or to be grafted into. So this right here shows me that waiting is a process. So if you want, we can, um, we're going to be in the NASB version, um, but we're going to go to Psalms 37, uh, chapter 37, verses 7, 11. Some of y'all got excited because y'all used to gamble. I remember I got, ex I got uh, suspended. I uh, heard <laughs> 7, 11 and got excited. I got suspended one time for gambling in class. It was Terrible, so she know. <laughs> she know. So Psalms 37, verses 7 11. It says, Rest in the Lord, watch, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. It says, Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, for it leaves only the evil doing, uh, doing excuse me, for evildoers will be cut off. But those who, watch, wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Yet a little while and a wicked man will be no more. And you will look carefully for his place and he will not be there. But the humble will inherit the land or the humble will inherit promises and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. Sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. So in other words, when we wait um, or, and, and when we're humble, it, we, we, that's, that's our key God is showing us that this is the key how we inherit our promises or unlock the destiny that God has for us. And so I'll give you a quick story about um, me and my friends before I came into salvation. I've been rapping a long time, like 18 years. And um, I've been doing Christian hip hop for two years and that's been awesome. But before I came to Christ, I was a little ratchet. You know, and um, I had a group of people that would travel with me. They were like my entourage and everything. And like 
we would like do everything together. We drink together, get high together, like we would get kicked out of clubs, fight with security guards, everything. Like it was crazy. And I can I can remember every year we get so hyped up, like guys, we're gonna take over the world this year. This is our year. We're gonna get signed. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna win a BMA. We're gonna win the Grammys. We're gonna do all of these different things. As you can see, none of that happened clearly because I'm, you know, I'm right here. Amen. No, but but I literally will rap about everything but God. Like, I literally rap about everything but God, right? And so, but I remember we all had, like, um, individual, or excuse me, collective plans that we wanted to do. But we also had individual goals and aspirations that we wanted to do. And um, I can remember getting saved, and God took me through a season where I had to either separate from them or he separated me from them. And I vaguely remember... It seemed like all of their plans started taking off. Like everything that they wanted to do started succeeding. My brother, I love you. He um he was he was my videographer at the time, and I remember when when I had to separate from him, it was it was hard on me because it's like this is my brother, this is somebody I grew up with, and I and I just remember like seeing him on magazines. He was like videographer of the year in Cincinnati, and I needed a videographer at the time, but I wasn't allowed to work with him because of who he was involved with, right? And so my other friend, she ended up opening a store, like not something small. I'm talking about like she got a building, like a whole building downtown, and. I'm like, and, and, and I know, and my other cousin, like he, um, he produced for me like most of my career. I remember seeing a, a picture of him, and they got like this cake out, and he's like signing a record deal with Universal Records, and he, um, he produced for a guy named Drake, Future, Rich the Kid, and some of y'all like, who is that? But, <laughs> but you know, it, it was, it was, and so I'm thinking about God. Above and not beneath the lender and not to borrow, but I'm borrowing because I'm broke. Like, and, 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 and it seems like it seems like everything that they are doing are prospering. So how is this possible? How is this possible? But remember, it tells us not to fret or be envious of the wicked when they're prospering. But we have to also be wise and know that I'm not saying that they're wicked. I'm just saying some of their ways may not be of God, right? Because we, we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood, so we have to separate the spirit from the person. So they're not wicked. God loves them. They're still children of God. However, some of their ways, you know, may be a little ratchet or wicked, you know? I got some of my hip-hop friends here, so, you know, I got you know, to bring it to my so, so, so my second point is, you can write this down, it says, there is a blessing attached to my weight. Come on, say that again. There is a blessing attached to my weight. We got to wait right. We got to wait right. We have to remember that waiting is not just standing there doing nothing. Waiting is being active. Waiting is a process. Waiting in the text means to bind together or to be knitted into or to be engrafted into the character of God. Amen. Amen. So we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Verses 9 through 14. Hebrews chapter 6, I'm in 10. Hebrews chapter 6. Chapter 6, verse 9. 
through 14. Y'all, excuse me if I'm like too loud or too energetic. I got this coffee going. I had a concert last night. I got a, coffee. I had a concert later today, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. I don't feel like I'm like super pumped up right now. And this is my first time teaching. Dabby ain't gonna let me teach again. They're like, he is too loud. It says, but beloved, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 9 through 14. It says, but beloved, watch this. We are convinced of better things concerning you and things that accompany salvation or things that go with salvation. Though we are not speaking in this way for God is not unjust just, or excuse me, so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name in having ministered and in still ministering. So this is for those of us that are ministering the gospel. Watch this. It says, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end so that you will not be sluggish, but be imitators. Watch of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises for when God watch made the promise to Abraham watch this it says so we know who made the promise watch it says for and you can insert your name instead of Abraham so it says for when God made the promise to Devin or when God made the promise to Chantrice or to Daphne or to Miss Kathy, it says, when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. And I had to pause right here because here's the thing. Y'all remember when we used to grow up and when you wasn't lying, like, you know, you know, they'd be like, man, say you ain't lying. I'd be like, I ain't lying, bro. They'd be like, put that on something. You'd be like, man, I put that on everything. They'd be like, put that on your mama. I put that on my mama. They'd be like, put that on your grandma. I put that on my grandma. Then you had that ignorant friend that'd be like, always tell you to put it on somebody that was dead or something yeah. like that. And you'd be like, all right, I put that on them. And then, but, 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 but normally, but normally we would we would put it on something that was of value to us that or that 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 we had reverence of right and so God right here is telling us that I'm gonna bless you he said I'm gonna multiply you he said I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the business you are an entrepreneur he said I'm gonna prosper you I'm gonna heal that loved one I'm gonna heal I'm gonna bring that unsaved um, person that you know or your unsaved co-worker he said I'm gonna do it he said I will bless you and I will surely multiply you and watch this he said I looked around heaven I looked around earth and I can't find nobody greater to put it on. So he said, I put that on me. <laughs> For when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you. And I will surely multiply you. And so having patiently doing what? Waiting. Waited. He obtained the promise. So we have to learn how to wait right. Good word we got to learn how to wait right. This preached to me. This ministered to me when I was writing it. And so what I, what I, what I learned is that some of us, and actually I was going to go a different way with this earlier this week when I was preparing for the sermon. And then I got a text on Thursday from my brother. And for... 
some of you guys that don't know, I'll paraphrase my um, story a little bit. I want to be sensitive to time because we have another communicator coming up. Uh, my brother Chris Campbell, he's going to finish. And um, But for those of you that don't know, man, my brother was the first person I told I wanted to rap. I was 11 years old. And I ran downstairs, so we didn't have a studio or nothing. So I ran downstairs and I was like, yo, I wrote a rap. He like, let's shoot a video. That's how we do when you have a studio. So you just have to memorize it, shoot a video right there, like literally perform it live. It was terrible. But, um, <laughs> and so, so sorry. <laughs> he, shot, he shot the video for me. And, and from there, we've been like side by side. And right before I got saved, this is like 2017. No, in the 2016. I introduced him to some people that literally were no good for me. But I ended up getting saved. I ended up having an encounter and coming to Christ. But I was the one who introduced him to them. And after I got saved, I seen his life start declining. And so the enemy every now and then would try to whisper to me like, yeah, you're free, but your brother's bound still. Mm -hmm. And so guilt and shame would try to creep in and to make me feel the type of way like, if it wasn't for you, he wouldn't be going through this. If it wasn't for you, he wouldn't be posting that he's dealing with this or dealing with depression or dealing with suicidal thoughts. And so it would, it would almost try to get me to feel all of this guilt. But my brother texts me Thursday, and, 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 and um, the person that we used to work with, he ended up purchasing all of this equipment for my brother to shoot his, um, his music videos with. And so, but this guy was like, no good for him, no good for me, but God saved me. And so my brother texts me, he said, I'm probably about to get back in church, and I'm returning all of said person's equipment on Monday. He said, so I'm about to be 100% free of that man, and everything will be 100% mine. I can preach that right there. <laughs> I said, that's awesome, family. I'm excited for you, bro. Best decision you could ever make. He said, super best decision. And I got rid of this lukewarm friend. He don't even know. He don't even know. He's preaching to me. He said, and I got rid of this lukewarm friend that I promised was the devil himself. He said, he said, you ain't going to believe me, but person was like the devil bro like I've never seen anything like this I'm talking to this person now who's in church and wants me to go to church prayerfully things will start to look up I said things will bro it's better on this side I got a song called this side so he is familiar with it it's actually my sister Christ is on that song um, but he said he said um and so then I told him, um, you know, I just gave him some encouragement. And he said, yeah, bro, like, it's crazy, but I'm about to see what it's like on that side. Woo! He said, I got a, he said, I got a choose life to pass the test. That's actually Woo! how she ended her verse. He's preaching to me, and he don't even know it. And um, he said he's going to be big free. Huh? He said, it's scary realizing the whole time I've been around the devil. He said, like, bro, what, like, not this person, nothing crazy, or somebody else. He said, it's just crazy how deceptive he is. 
It's like literally no other explanation but pure evil. He said, we're going to talk very soon. He didn't get the last laugh. Watch this. He said he didn't get the last laugh because he didn't do nothing but bring me closer to God. And so my encouragement is because some of us, we look for the materialistic blessing, especially me. So it's like, I, I got the part about waiting and being patient and like the promise to come through, but I'm looking for the business to blow up. I'm looking for the tour to come in. I'm looking for, you know, I'm a Christian right now, so I'm looking for the record deal to come in. And so I was waiting for the materialistic blessing, but during the process, God was knitting me together. Because yes, he knew yes. that my brother was going to need somebody to pray yes. for him one day. He knew my brother was going to need somebody to intercede for him one day. So instead of waiting for the materialistic, or while I was waiting for the materialistic <coughs> blessing, my brother was finding the blood of Jesus. Yes. And that blood is going to make him a better father to his daughter. Yes. That blood is going to break generational curses. Yes. And I'm just grateful yes. for what God is doing in his life. And so I'm going to close with this. The Bible says, having patiently waited. And so my encouragement to everyone is to, in our waiting process, allow God to engraft you. Yes. Engraft your character to who he's calling you to be. Because somebody... It's going to look at your life, and then they're going to look at their life, and then they're going to say, I want some of that joy. Yeah. I want some of that peace. I want some of that happiness. I want some of that love, right? But that's only found in Jesus Christ, and that's only produced by the Holy Spirit over time. Yeah. That's why God wants us to wait. Yeah. Amen. 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 against the righteous and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him 
for he sees his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and bent their bow to cast down the afflicted and the needy. To slay those who are upright in conduct, their sword will enter their own heart and their bows will be broken. So we're going to look at verse 12 and where it says, and gnashes at him with teeth. And in the contemporary English version, that's not one that we study out of, but I thought it was interesting to look at how it was uh, translated. It says, the wicked shall snarl like animals. Yeah. So how many of us have seen an animal rear back on its haunches, bare its teeth, and, and, and get in a posture of attack? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, how, that's how the enemy is out here every day. That's yeah. the wicked. As, as you walk through the earth, as we walk this earth, the enemy is in a posture of attack. He, he's got his bows bent, <coughs> meaning that you're in his sights. So, all the time. All the time. He's just walking around like this, and you don't even know it. Mm -hmm. You got a target on your back, and you got somebody that's prepared to, to destroy you and see that you don't have peace, that you don't get your, your blessing. You know, but we are taught not to envy their prosperity mm -hmm. because we are God's righteous people. Yeah. You know, and this is going to lead me to our first point here. And anybody that's been in our classes or heard me speak knows I like to ask questions. So my question to you is, you want to write this down. What do we look like in this world of darkness? Mm -hmm. Right. So... Verse 12 in the message says that the bad guys have it in for the good guys. You know, and that they're obsessed with doing them in. And that's real talk. Because sin is trying to both quiet us and consume us. As we as Christians, uh, as we move about. So in Romans 6, 2 it says, how can we who died to sin still live in it? So to raise the standard, we must first be willfully and perfect. We must first willfully and purposely show that we will be who we speak that we are. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. In other words, we got to be living the standard that we're sticking up. Yep. You know, you can't just be out here faking the funk. You can't just walk around and talk about it, but then. As soon as I leave here, I'm up at the drive-thru, you know, getting a case of 40s. You know, I got a, I got a pack of Willows, you know, and I, everything that I still down here down the smoke on, it's, it's, it's a watch, you know. So, it's like, and another image came to me like this. It's like, whenever we lose weight, your clothes don't fit no more. So, if we're going to be a light in this world, you know, to the, in, in the midst of all this darkness, we can't keep wearing the same clothes. That's good right there. You know, we can't wear the same clothes. Outwardly, we have to show what God's standard looks like. Yeah. That's good right there. So, in Matthew 7, 17 through 20, Jesus says, So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, 
nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. Yeah. So if we are the body and we're supposed to be the standard, we need to be conscious of the fruit that we produce. That's good. Mm -hmm. You know, because we have been made good trees by the transformation yeah. that the blood of Jesus Christ has done for our lives. So that's going to lead me to my second point. We can't produce bad fruit if we are living in standard. And we are incapable of producing good fruit if we don't live in standard. So that's good. I'm a couple years older than Devin. Just a couple. Just a, just a couple. Years. So, as he is in uh, an era of hip hop, I grew up in the golden age of hip hop, and when hip hop was born. So, so after the birth of hip hop, we had we got different types of uh, different sayings, but one of the one of the most popular sayings I always remember. When, when hip hop was formed was, you know, somebody would always walk up to you and say, how you living? Yeah. How you living? Yeah. You know, you know, it's like, you know, how you living? And shut up, you know, shut up, you know. Or, or the, 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 my favorite was, it's all good, son. You know, it's all good. You know, it's all good, son. Well, because that's, you gotta, you gotta say something slick back. You can't, yeah. you know, I'm well, I'm well. You can't say I'm well. <laughs> So it's all good, son. But I know for me, 99 times out of 100, it was a lie. Yeah, yeah, you know, every time. Because my, my answer should have been, you know, and honestly, my answer should have been, you say, how you living, son? Foul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight out the door, foul. How you living, son? Sin. That, that I mean, but that, 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 that's, what, that's what, you know, but because, because that's me, I, I can't talk about you, I can't talk about me. Because see, that's, that's what I was showing the world. That was my standard, that's the standard that I walked in. You know, I walked in the dirt, I stayed by the curb, you know what I mean? I, I, that's where I was at, so I was in a standard that was worldly, fleshly, and sin-laced, you know, so. It's like when you when you have that posture and, and you walk in the world that way, it's like bad attitude, check. Ready to snap back and retaliate? What? Check. You know, those I mean some of y'all, I mean, some of y'all, y'all ain't never seen, sorry, y'all never had this thought in your mind. I wish your mother would. <laughs> <laughs> back to Psalms 37, 14 and 15, says the wicked have drawn a sword and, and bent their bow to cast down the afflicted and the needy, to slay those who are upright in conduct. Their sword will enter their own heart. Wow. So, so as I thought about that, I was sitting there going, is, is David really, is David really, is he saying that? Is, is he saying what I'm thinking he's saying? Because he knows that he's under attack. 
and he's not afraid. He sees what the enemy is doing. He sees that the enemy's got him in his sights, but then he's reminded that, you know, even though y'all are praying on those that are righteous, he knows that, that that sword that they have raised against him is actually going to penetrate their own heart. See, it's raised like this, and they think they're coming like this, but see, God's going to take it. He's going to put a curb on it, and it's coming back just like that. That bow might be bent, but you remember the cartoons where they would take the bow and kind of do like that, put a little curve on it, and then they put, and it would come back around like that. That's that. That's that's what's happening to the enemy. He 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 sees. Yeah, that's a, real. He sees that he's got a straight aim. Yep. But God's gonna take that arrow and yeah. put a yeah. boomerang on it, and it's coming right back. So no matter where the enemies that we encounter are located, be it in your circle. Outside your circle, you know, they're always prepared to do you no good. And you just know, you got to know that we have to be prepared because the enemy is going to do something against you. So it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. Nobody said this journey that we are on was going to be easy. You know, that's why we have to obediently and diligently pray. We have to stay in the word. Because in your transformation, we all must be transparent. Because so many times that we don't, we lack understanding and we lack forgiveness and we turn other people off yeah. from this walk. That's where we turn people away. And as we are walking in the standard, we have, we have to come with open arms. Yeah. You know, instead of coming like this, yeah. like we're trying to, that, 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 both intentionally and unintentionally turn people away from the word of God yeah. Yeah. and turn people away from the life. So, again, if you are going to be living the standard, you got to act like you belong in the standard. So, we can't be like the enemy. We can't have big bows. So, this is going to bring me to my, my third and my final point. It's like, what are you going to do when you're under attack? You know, we remain in, in, in constant and consistent attack as we grow closer to God. And we are, we're set to raise a standard. So what are we to do? We have to become like David. You know, no more revenge, no more cussing speaking ill or hate towards our enemies. Yeah. You know, I told you I was going to go around a little bit, so I, I kind of skipped you like, uh, he said 12 through 15, he left 13 out. Now we're going to go back to 13. <laughs> you know, verse 13 says, the Lord is going to laugh at them and see that they are dealt with. He just wants us to trust in him. You know, let me, let me, let me read 
13 to you. So it, it may, may make a little bit more, more sense. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees his day coming. And again, that was one of those things that I, I was like, he laughs at him, he sees his day coming. So he thinks it's funny? No, 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 no. The Lord is like, the Lord is really saying, David, I got this. Don't, don't, don't even worry about it. This, this, is, this is true. You can, go on, you can keep on focusing on what you got to do. Don't, 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 don't focus on, on, on that because that's, that's, that's me. I got this. I got this. You know, I told you, like David spoke about the promise. The promise is not for you to be looking at what, what's not your job, what's not in your hands. Because see, you can't control your enemy. You know, you can't control what they're gonna do. They're gonna, they're gonna be, they're gonna be haters. Because that's what we call them now. We call them haters. You know. And he told us that Devin also said that we are supposed to, to, to rest patiently. You know, and I looked up the word in Hebrew. The Hebrew word is uh, dama, and that means to stand still. Be quiet, you know. So, in that time when you were when you were ready to, to go off, you know, some of the coworkers say something. You, know, you know, you you be hey 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 wait wait, wait. don't say nothing. Just, yeah, right. Right. just be be quiet. Just be quiet. Say a, say a little prayer. Say, yeah, Lord, I give you my lips. <laughs> you know, take take that out of my mouth. Snapchat. You know, yes. Yes. you know, and then the other thing that, that, that I love about this is that where he said, right. he says, don't fret. Yeah. And, and again, in another, in the Hebrew, it means don't get excited or get angry. So see, he's already given us in that one verse, he's given us the, the keys and the tools yeah. right there. We don't have to go no further. We, if we pay attention, he told us, be quiet, rest. Don't worry. Don't get mad. Don't, in other words, don't trip. Ain't no need trip. Right. You know, I mean, I can, I can, can, you, can you imagine how sometimes God is on the throne looking down at us and, and the silly things we get mad at or when somebody, <laughs> when that, that, that person cuts you off at the light, you, <laughs> you know, you know, road rage or, or, or that co-worker, that co-worker comes and says something sideways to you at the, at the coffee machine and, and, and you ready to clock all the way out. Can you imagine God just going, mm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Those sides of the parents were great. You know, I, I, I can see him sometimes. I know, I don't know, I'm not, probably not y'all, but I know he don't look at me like, look at this. Look at this Now, me and him were just, this 20 minutes ago, we were in the car. We were talking about this. We were talking about, we were talking about walking through this door. And we were talking about handling the situation. You and me, him, and Don McClurk, we were standing. We were standing. You know, now, now, look at it, look at it, look at it now. He done looked buck wild. Lost everything. Everything we were talking about, he done forgot about it. He got that, that kid, you ever remember? Because I love to watch little kids play, play sports. Because a coach will give them a play, and they, by the time they get to the other, you know, like me, that was me. Coach didn't tell me to play. He's like, this is what we're going to run. Sweet, 28, 25. I get out there, I'll be like, 
a chance because of our work shows, we didn't get a chance to work together a lot, but I've had his message with me all week, and I've gone over it, I've listened to it two or three times, so I was like, oh, he got me hyped up, you know. I, I, I might not show that excitement on my face, you know, but, but I, was, I was just as hyped as he was, I was. <laughs> so, So, Heavenly Father, help us to become the standard yeah. and elevate what has become accepted yeah. as a norm in this world. Father God, let the world see you through us. Yes. Let us let them see you, your Son Jesus, and your Holy Spirit yes. in us as we go about our lives. Shine through us on our jobs, in our schools, yeah. in our neighborhoods, yeah. and our encounters with strangers, our family, friends, and even strangers. Yes. I pray, Lord, that we become an active body outside yes. of the walls of the building, spreading your gospel in every place we set foot. Lord, I, I want to thank you for the opportunity to fellowship and spread your word and, and hopefully shed a little light today to someone and hope that our message hits home and makes a place in the hearts of your saints. Lord, we want to thank you for your grace and your mercy. We ask that you continue to watch over Bishop, Pastor Jay, and all the leaders of Marketplace, and all of our church family, and that Bishop's message this morning be received and understood, and the word can be cast out like a net of a fisherman so that we will draw in others. Giving you all praise, all honor, and glory. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.